my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of, of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with, with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. Morning. It's good to have you here with us. I'm Lee Hinkle. I'm the pastor here at uh, Fremantle Church. <laughs> this will be helpful. <laughs> and what we've been doing today is singing Christmas carols. And we sang last night Christmas carols. And I noticed that here uh, you don't have a Christmas carol radio station. At least I didn't find a Christmas carol radio station. So I'll let you know that in the States, as soon as Thanksgiving is over, which you don't celebrate here either, uh, but you do celebrate Black Friday, which that's weird to me, uh, that you have Black Friday here. That's just taken over the world, Black Friday, which is a, the sell-off day of all the sales. But uh, what happens is many radio stations turn into Christmas carol stations and they just play Christmas carols and Christmas songs until after Christmas. And so for Christmas carols, some of them are very fun to sing and some of us really look forward to them and they're enjoyable. For some, it's not so enjoyable. It brings back hard memories and sad things in their lives. But I remember a song that was written in the 80s that touched me in a way that I had never been touched by any Christmas carol at all. And no, it's not Wham's Last Christmas I Gave You My Heart, although that's a pretty great song. It's a song that came out on an album called A Very Special Christmas Album, and it was written, I, I believe, by Bono, and it asked the question, do they even know it's Christmas? And it's a song about the droughts and the famine that were taking place in Africa. And I'm being a bit facetious, it really didn't touch my heart. As a matter of fact, if you listen to it, it's very heavy-handed, and it comes across as sort of this encouragement to get behind and give money to this program to make sure that people got fed, which is a worthy cause. I think we found out later that most of that money didn't actually make it over there, because that's the way sometimes charities work. But it was a, a sort of a rallying song. And it kind of made me think of other rallying songs, or protest songs that take place, and my favorite protest singer is Bob Marley, and he sings this great song called Exodus, Freedom for the People, which is just this awesome sort of rally protest song. And then in the 60s, you had all sorts of protest songs that took place. This song that we heard today, this song that was read, is a protest song. This song is a song of protest it's this canticle, this hymn of Mary, when she hears the news that she is going to be the mother of the Savior, that she's going to be the mother of Emmanuel, God with us. And the song that she sings is not a song of joy, it's not a song of peace, it's a protest song. 
Hear these words. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is to those who fear him from generation to generation. All that sounds lovely and great. But listen. For he has shown strength with his arms, and he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. And he has brought down the mighty from their thrones, and he has exalted the humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And he has spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to the offspring forever. If you're Herod, if you're a king, if you're someone who's a Roman centurion, who's walking around and just happens to stumble upon this young little virgin singing this song, you would think there is a rebellion about to start. That's not how we picture Christmas, is it? We picture it as this small, hidden away, beautiful little baby that's wrapped in swaddling clothes, and Mary's all shiny and bright. That's not what it was. This is God saying something's wrong and I'm going to correct it. That there's an imbalance of power in the world and I'm going to shift it. I'm going to make it all change right now today. And he makes himself flesh and he comes to dwell among us. I think there's three F words that you can remember. And now you can tell your family at Christmas lunch that we talked about the F words (laughs) in church today. Freedom, faithfulness, and faith. What we see happen here in this magnificent is freedom. It is calling out and saying, those who are oppressed, there is freedom for you. Those who are suffering, there is freedom for you. Those who are downtrodden, there is freedom for you. Those who are captives, there is freedom for you. And there is freedom for us. That we've been enslaved and we've been in darkness, but freedom breaks in. And it calls us to look and be active in freedom ourselves. Who are those who are in bondage? Who are those who are oppressed? Who are those who are captive? We should be working for their freedom. We should be moving because a revolution has happened. Because God has entered in in flesh and said, Nope, this is correct. This is my life. This is what I long for. In my faithfulness, hope, joy, and love, I long for freedom. And he brings it in and ushers it in. And Mary gives us this great call. And so for us today at Christmas, it's a reminder that we are free. And if God has set us free, we are free indeed. There is no going back to bondage. Now think about Mary singing this song. She knows her history. She knows the history of her people, that they were captive but set free. And then they were captive again and set free. And then they were captive again and then set free. And currently at this point, when she is singing this song, they are captives. They are in bondage. They are the oppressed. And yet she cries out, freedom. And that's where we see the second F, faith. Listen to how she sings this song. 
And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. Listen, catch this. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in their thoughts in their heart. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the humble one. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away. He has helped. Nothing's changed. Listen, when she sings this song, nothing had changed except that an angel had come and said, you will bear the Messiah, God with us, Emmanuel. She had faith. Faith to believe that what was told her was true. Faith to not look at her past and just think, nope, over and over again we've been in bondage and we've been set free and then we go back to bondage. She had faith to say, no, it's complete. It's done. He has done this just by the very proclamation of his word just by God saying so it's done I know that as a father I always hope that if I say something that it's done can you clean your room be done no I don't have that sort of power probably a good thing really the reality of that is that's a good thing but God when he says it when he speaks it it is truth. It is countable. It is solid. And so when Mary hears that the Messiah is coming, and she knows what that means, it means freedom. It means a shift. It means the economy of the world is undone, and the economy of God is brought in. It means that the kingdom of this world is untied and untethered and utterly destroyed, and the kingdom of God has entered in. When she hears that, she believes. She has faith. And that's why she's able to say, has. If you're here today and you've been sort of in this journey with Christ and you've been following maybe for just a few weeks or maybe for your entire life, you can't remember a time that you weren't following Christ. Today on Christmas, it's about faith that's been given to you by God. Faith to know that he has come and he has rescued and he has changed and he has revolutionized the world. And that he has invited you in to be part of it. And maybe you're here and you're trying to figure this out. And you've come because your family invited you to Christmas. And it's something that you do. And you're supposed to do. Hear me. God is whispering. He's wooing you. He's telling you, I understand the truth that you live in. He's telling you, I understand the circumstances of your life. I see them. I recognize them. And he's not even discounting them. He doesn't discount what's going on here. But he says, my truth is greater. <laughs> and my truth says you're free. Free from all of those angst and anxieties. Free from all of that bondage and all of that slavery. Free of all that oppression that seeps in. That idea that I need to be perfect. I need to be okay to be accepted. Freedom. And he gives you faith to do it. The last thing is faithfulness. The thing that we recognize most about Mary's song here, this protest song, is that she completely and utterly trusts in the faithfulness of God. She's not singing this as if it's something new. She's singing it because it is what it has always been. She's singing it, it comes into her heart, not because she has to think through, oh, the goodness of God and who he is, but because he's always been faithful. 
And he's always been pursuing this since the foundation of the world. All he longs for is for us to be in whole relationship with him and ourselves and everyone else in place. And he knows that can only happen when we're free from ego and free from self and free from doubt and moves us into faith. And so he's faithful, and he shows that to be true, and he moves us out. She sings a song, a protest song of faithfulness. God is always faithful to us, even when it looks bleakest, even when it looks darkest, when it's hard for us to see that he is faithful. He is faithful. And that's where faith has to come in. And it's not something we can muster up ourselves, sadly. It's not something we can exercise and get ready to do. But it's something that's given to us as a gift. And that gift was made complete in the incarnation, in God becoming flesh. And so when we hear this protest song, it should move us to action. It not, not, not so that we can prove ourselves, not so that we can prove faith, but it moves us to action because we stand in the faithfulness of God. And we are the expression of his faithfulness. I want to jump just ahead, just a bit, to Simeon's hymn. Because I want you to see that this promise is for everyone. Listen to what Simeon says when he sees Jesus. He's been waiting to see the Messiah, and the Messiah comes. And Simeon says, Lord... Now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. That this revolution, this economy, this change, this kingdom of God doesn't say you need to lose your particularness. Notice, Gentiles and in Israel, they're still there. Our particularness are there. But he moves in and he says, I'm going to make them one in salvation. They are for all people. I'll draw all people in. That there is no separation. That there is no difference. That those who are rich and poor, those who are far off and those who are near, that God brings us all in together because of his faithfulness. And he gives us faith to believe it. And it brings us freedom. Let's pray. Father, hear us today as we come to you, as we celebrate your birth. We thank you for this protest song, this song that reminds us that the economy of the world is not the economy we live in, that the kingdom of the world is not the kingdom we live in, but we live in your kingdom, a kingdom of love and mercy and peace and grace and truth. A kingdom that sets free the oppressed, that brings sight to the blind, that opens the ears of the deaf, that brings life to the dead. A kingdom that invites us in in our particularness and who we are and reclaims it and remakes it and rejoices in it. Let us celebrate this mystery of the incarnation. Let us give you glory and honor and praise. You are most high and holy. Thank you for pursuing us. Thank you for being ever faithful and steadfast in your love towards us. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen.